What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over! 27 years of waiting and pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. We're back with Thompson to Clark. We actually have some baseball to talk about. You know, unfortunately, we tried to go live after opening (laughs) day. Uh, Brad was under the weather. I was dead to the world, man. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, you got to hear my voice if you subscribe to the podcast feed, which that may be a reason to do so. We we have a show. uh, We have our three shows. We have Thompson to Clark. We want winners, the death lineup. And on days in which we don't have a show, if there's news, I will record like a little 10-minute quick news thing on all three teams, and I call it BSPN News, but it's only in the actual podcast feed. So you have to subscribe to the podcast feed, and you'll get those short. They're really short. They're you know 10 minutes, maybe a couple more minutes on, on certain days. Just a quick... Uh, to catch you up to date, they're posted at like midnight. So when you wake up, they're there for you. Uh, but that, but that's what I did instead. And if you heard that, then you knew that uh, Brad was under the weather and, and not <laughs> feeling too well. But glad that we have him here right now because it was. I, I was wondering if he was going to be healthy enough. I was really worried. I was worried. About I'm still, I'm still rallying, man. It's uh, it, it was some sort of stomach bug that I either got from the tail end of the trip in Disneyland or uh, right after I got back home. I mean, we were wiped out when we got home. We were wiped out because when you're in Disneyland, it's like, you know, 12 hours in the park and you're well more than 12 hours. Gosh, it's like, you know, 16, 17 hours in the park, yeah. five straight days. Uh, and then I got home and I did the show Monday and I felt good. I uh, had the bourbon and everything. And then uh, <clears throat> Tuesday, uh, I was starting to feel a little feverish. And then Tuesday night we had our draft. When we finished our fantasy baseball draft, I took my temperature and it was 101. Wow. And I was like, I was, so I drafted the whole draft. So if I have a bad year, <laughs> you can absolutely blame it on the fever I had during the draft. But I actually, I think I, I was happy with my draft. Um, I didn't get, I don't even think I got one giant player. I had Tyro Estrada on my list at, for second base. Somebody grabbed him right before me. Was it you? Did you grab Tyro? No, I did not. I did oh, not my brother-in-law. Tyro. Yeah, my brother-in-law grabbed Tyro. So I ended up with Glaber Torres, who's off to kind of a pretty good start. But still, I, I always like to try to have a giant. Bryce Johnson's still out there. He is. Uh, so, you know, there are, there are some players that are so, – VR is still out there. 
some players still out there. So yeah, I mean, if if you were if if you're basing it off of today's game, VR is a great pick. <laughs> can't go backwards and get his stats from no. And I've got Nolan Arenado, so it's like, yeah, do I? I've got Nolan Arenado, so VR is not going to play third base for me. But you didn't get any either. No, no Giants at all. Not even any former Giants. Uh, Actually, if you count Carlos Correa, that there's my former Giant. Yeah, you can, you you can count him. (laughs) I had him for an hour. (laughs) I I went uh, a little old on the pitching side in that I kept Verlander as a keeper mm. and then I drafted oh. Sir Scherzer and then Verlander starts on the DL. And then there yeah. was one moment in the draft and don't worry, we're not going to spend the entire night talking about our <laughs> fantasy baseball. But it's baseball. It's baseball. But uh, there was one moment where, you know, I had my spreadsheet going. I thought I had a little bit more time than I actually did. And then when I went to draft, it was like five seconds left. And so by the time I could actually get to my person, I would have missed. So I just went with, whomever yahoo had next oh no it was sad guy joe musgrove and so oh. i i drafted him and i was like oh no i didn't want him in that spot then i click on the thing to tell you news about him to learn that he was going to start the season on the dl <laughs> i have three players on the dl already to start it, it will it will never be as bad as the year that i had one too many beers too early in the draft and I really wanted Hunter Pence. And it's when he was still with, um, uh, I believe, let's see, where was he? He was in Houston and, and I really wanted Hunter Pence. And I was like, I'm going to grab Hunter Pence or no, he was in Philly at that point. And I was like, I'm going to grab Hunter Pence. I love the guy. He's, he's my, one of my all time favorites before he was even a giant, one of my all time favorites to, to watch playing. And I typed in Hunter, <laughs> my pick, and I hit enter, and I got Tory Hunter in his last season. Oh, like, and he was not out. good at all. In the fifth round, like, well, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> the time it came around again, so you don't drink. It's so fun though to have a little <laughs> it is. have have a little drink while you're doing the draft. You know, drink the, the in thing, moderation. The thing that's usually pretty good about your leagues is while we're drafting, we'll get a little chatter going on. But I yeah, think yeah. in some instances, like maybe the clock was going too fast, and so there was very little chatter in there. I was I missed the chatter. Yeah, a bit. there wasn't a whole lot of chatter this time. One year, Yahoo did a video chat. Yeah where you could join a video chat and do it. And I think there were only like three or four of us in it because I know a lot of the guys in our draft really want to concentrate. And so they're just like, I don't want it. I just want to draft. Um, but I like, I like chattering too, because it's like, Oh, you picked this guy, but I was not feeling well. So I think that's why I kind of, I was like, I got to concentrate. I got to put everything I have into my picks and I can't, chat because i just if i do that i'm all of a sudden going to completely lose where i'm at so, yeah yeah and i think totally. you and i use the same source too. yeah we use the, the athletic source so yeah we'll see how it goes we're having fun so far one other thing before we get into the nitty-gritty of what happened on the baseball field today is i want to shout out some people who joined our discord the season started I jumped into our Thompson to Clark Twitter. I looked at folks who were following us and who we were following and who I thought, you know, just looking at their Twitter feed and following them on Twitter, I thought they would be pretty cool people to join our Discord. So I sent a bunch of 
private messages and wanted to shout out the folks who who dropped in. Um, so big Leo four one five who also does a podcast and he had mentioned you know maybe. Uh, getting one of us or all of us or how many ever of us to jump on his podcast. I told him I would, uh, I would make time for him. Big Leo is in Uh, Lumi is in Mrs. D candlestick. Will candlestick. Will is a pretty fun follow on uh, Twitter, especially if you are uh, uh, on leaning on the left side, because candlestick will he, he it's shots fired at (laughs) kind of nutty uh, on the other side. Um, and then, uh, and then we had Sam Bruno, Jess jump in, uh, be sheezy, Gary E Steve Risotto, who he does a podcast called Rizzo cast. That is pretty popular. Uh, I, he may, I don't know if he, if he writes uh, or not, I know the Rizzo cast podcast. I reached out to him. I told him, you know, Hey, I know you have a good following. If you want to bring, some of your following to the Discord, we will create a channel for RizzoCast and just get conversation about your show. So he's in. Uh, Case 4613 is in. And Andrew Paschini, who is a uh, – he has a pretty popular 49ers podcast. So I hope – you know, if, if if during baseball season he's not too uh, – it's not too active. I hope for football he is because I know he really, really knows his 49ers. So shout out to all of you folks who jumped in. Warriors, if they make the playoffs, I think we think that they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, when that happens, I'm going to go through a lot of the Warriors people that we follow and who follow us on BSPN and invite them through into the discord as well. So it's fun. We had, uh, we had some chats th- during all four games of opening, opening. Yeah. So uh, including today. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that game right now. Giants. They, I think they just got tired of getting shut out and, and scored <laughs> no runs in, in the yeah. two out of the first three games. And they let it all out against the Chicago white Sox today to the tune of 12 to three. And they had, uh, I'm going to list the home runs here, and I'll list them by inning. Jock Peterson, home run, solo shot, second inning. Uh, We had in the fifth inning, Michael Conforto got on the board there. uh, Line drive to right center. Tyro, homered to left, same inning. Yaz homers to right all in the same inning and then finally david vr homers to left in the same inning so at this point the giants are up seven to zero they're really cruising here uh the the white Sox do get on the board against sean Manet, who had some control issues and then gave up a long fly to uh lewis uh do we know is it lewis robert or are we going like Robert, like how, how, no, no, it's 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 uh Lewis Robert Jr., Lewis right? Robert I Jr., yeah. A, yeah, yeah, but uh, but I know a lot of people in the baseball circles who are just fans of the game call him Louis Bob. Oh, Louis I've, Bob, I've that, I like that, Louis Bob, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I've heard that quite a bit. He will always be attached to me because. When we got those free packs last year in MLB The Show 22, uh-huh. uh, he was 
the first pack I opened of the free packs, he was the first diamond that I got. So first pack I ever opened, I got a diamond. It was Louie Bob, sold him for like 30,000 stubs, and I was very happy. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, And then the damage was not done because in the ninth inning, they load the bases, and David VR hits a grand slam, no doubter, and the Giants go up. 11-3, 11-3, to three, they score again in the same inning. Bryce Johnson, first home run, first major league home run, just a line shot over the right field fence, and that was the scoring. The Giants win 12-3 to three behind the, the arms of DeSclafani, and uh, then Sean Manea came in. Uh, Tyler Rogers finished it up. So 12-3, to three, pretty pretty concise pretty like just giants were just like we're just taking care of business today after we didn't really take care of business over the weekend (laughs) yeah it was um today was one of those games where when when the giants broke out to a three nothing lead i i yeah i said here here we go because i wanted to check out we haven't seen this team with a lead yet right we haven't seen this team with the lead we haven't seen this team um you know, the bullpen be able to lock down a W. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about an, an early lead. Yes, they did take the lead later in the game um, against the Yankees on Saturday uh, where Duvall had a little bit of an issue in the ninth. Uh, so, so that's pretty much all we got to see from that. But I wanted to see, okay, a 3 nothing lead. Do they hold this? Can they get to the bullpen? Can they get a 7th, 8th, ninth, uh, solid closeout of this ballgame? Turns out they didn't even need it at that point, um, which was also fantastic because this team has hit the ball hard in the first uh, weekend of the season. They're 10th coming into today's game. They were 10th on the list of uh, hard hit balls. Um, And so you knew they were hitting the ball um, when they didn't strike out, which was a lot. And so I, getting the results today, getting the home runs, getting the seven home runs was just fantastic to watch. Cause you know, is that the team that we're going to be watching going forward? Um, home, home opener in Chicago, you're, you're basically playing against their number four starter instead of, you know, Garrett Cole on opening day, who's, who's just mowing people down. So it, it was a really fun, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I know you got a little nervous there. Uh, when it was was seven to three yeah no i did if that if that happens then i could pretty much say this is 2022 part two (laughs) and and nobody wants to see that well my only my comment was (laughs) i just don't want duvall to pitch in this game like you stake out that lead so that you can utilize some of your longer relievers, some of your middle relievers, and you don't yes. have to go to the, go to yeah. the closer. Uh, and we know how much he struggled in New York with the the pitch clock and all that stuff. So yeah. I just was like, you know, this is not a game where we need to, we don't need to have a torture game here. Like this is a game yeah. where the offense is coming out. Let's support them. I know Manea struggled, but he did hit uh, 97 on the gun, I think, which is his yeah. highest gun reading ever. 
as a pitcher. So that was good to see. But yeah, yeah he, I did, he was still nibbling though. He was still pitching like he was throwing like ninety. I was like, "Come on, attack!" You, you got you. But got to some... be fair, he's 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 a starter coming in in the seventh inning. So you know, it's kind of also didn't pitch a lot last year. So yeah, exactly. And and so I, you know, I'm only wondering if they brought him in because, um, you know, with the two early days off. So t- we have tomorrow off Tuesday, and we also had last Friday off. With those two, I'm assuming Logan Webb is going to go Wednesday. Yes. Um, because that would be f- uh, six days rest, and you don't want to pitch Logan Webb on seven days rest. So I'm assuming Shamanea was kind of the odd man out in that weird start to the season, um, you know, which we didn't touch on last time that it's because for home openers for teams, if there's a rain out or a snow out, you're really, you could get a snow out in Chicago pretty yeah. easily. Um, then, then you have the next day to play the game. Um, and we were, I, I didn't really think about that. I know I've heard that in the past, but it's just not one of those things that I thought about last week, but, um, but yeah, to be fair to Sean coming in in the seventh inning, um, you know, it's a seven, nothing ball game at that point. It's hard to really, put your mind to say, I'm coming in, it's 0-0, it's the bottom of the first inning, and I'm trying to, uh, you know, get, get our team a W. It's just kind of a weird situation for Manea. I, I'm kind of curious how many relief appearances he's made in his career, so I'm going to look that up right now. While you look that up, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, the... This is an interesting question because the story so far has been the rule changes, right? Like, oh, you know, the rule changes this and the rule changes that. And we've talked about it ad nauseum. And I think we'll we'll have a a longer discussion about it. And we have some numbers that Jeff Passan tweeted out today that we'll go over. But does it feel like there are too many changes going on at one time? Because our uh, what we're used to is a specific game, and and sometimes that has evolved over the years. Like uh, we, you know, when we were growing up, like nobody shifted like they did in the last ten years. Uh, you know, they, they nobody swung heels uh, heels to you know the the from the heels and, and up to try and hit home runs as much as they they do and the, and they have in the recent past. But those sort of evolved, and and it was just like the evolution of the game. But these changes kind of all happened at once, and I was wondering if you think that has taken away sort of the story of, oh, new season, all of our teams have, you know, just the opportunity to start fresh, and now, like, the discussion is, oh, he was one second off, and thus he got a ball called because of whatever. (laughs) Like, how, do you do you think do you feel like that has been too much of the story and has taken away some of the like romanticism about opening week? I, you know, <clears throat> personally, I don't think so. And the only thing that is tiresome for us as longtime baseball fans is watching a national broadcast and then they have like a rules expert come on <laughs> where they explain the rules as the game is going on. That's going to, that's going to be gone in a couple of weeks. I won't be doing that anymore. Um, and it's 
for us, again, it's, it's tired. We know the beginning of the season is like open for everybody and everybody is a zero, zero record. And, but we know there are still teams that are crap. I mean, it, it, everybody says, well, everybody's got a shot on opening day. The pirates don't have a shot. I mean, that's <laughs> sorry, pirates fans, but it's just kind of the truth of the matter. Um, so I, for me, this is kind of a, like a fresh opening to the season. It was, I think it, I was a little more excited for the open of this season uh, than I have been in a very long time for any season uh, other than the giants, um, you know, defending world championship seasons when they opened the next season and they hoisted the trophy and then, you know, come into AT&T park or Oracle or SBC, whatever you want to call it um, at the time. And, and, you know, hoist the trophy and put the flag up and everything else. Those were exciting starts of the season. This is probably the most excited I've been since one of those uh, seasons. And it's because of the new rules and it's because we're going to see our game change, not enormously. um, Although the ninth inning to me with Camilo Duvall pitching in New York was one of the most uncomfortable ninth innings mm-hmm. I've watched in a very long time. And it didn't have anything to do so much with um, him giving up hits, him walking people, uh, making it a tightrope game, the, um, you know, the, the, the sphincter pincher uh, <laughs> double play at the end of the game. It, it, it didn't have any, it was the pitch clock. It was mm-hmm. all about the pitch clock yeah. in that ninth inning for me. Um you know, starting off the first at bat with an automatic ball because he couldn't get the first pitch off. Uh, so that's that was a bit frustrating. I felt that that was rushed. That was a big inning. There were times I wanted to soak it in. So I'm a little worried, honestly. I'm a little worried when it gets to playoff time and there are big playoff moments that it's going to not feel like our baseball. It's going to feel like, new baseball. And I was hoping we could kind of like ease into these rules and they weren't so, um, so, you know, impactful to the point where you're watching it going, wow, this changed a lot. And I'm not sure I like it. Now the rest of the game, I don't really think about the pitch clock, but man, that ninth inning. And so the next time the giants are at home with the bases loaded, uh, you know, down by two runs with two outs, it's going to be a little bit more nerve wracking. And I don't know if that's in a good way. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Yeah, I guess my feeling was, to me, opening day is about my team and my excitement for my team. But because of all these rules, it seemed like the focus was on the league rather than the team. And maybe that's a good thing because they should get some kudos in trying to advance the game. Uh, but I just, it just seemed like, it seemed like an extended spring training to me rather than a true opening day. And it sort of still feels like that a little bit. Like you watch, and th- this has something to do with the Giants because their catching position is so in flux. And Blake Sable is letting balls go to the backstop. And I know that Sean Jelly was like, yeah, those are my fault. But at the same time, it just seems like, and maybe this is a Giants thing, that it is kind of an extended spring training. They don't have stability in that position. Uh, when when opening day started, and we'll, we'll, you know, I guess we can talk about that now. You know, we looked at that roster, and we were excited for Bryce Johnson. We're like, okay, he is, a, he is an outlier because this team does not have a lot of speed. You know, we have Tyro. Some guys can run a little bit. But Bryce Johnson was going to be the guy. Like, let's see. Let him go. Let's let's see if he can get on, on base. And then Farhan decides to send him down. Like, immediately, also, they could uh, grab a guy by the name of Matt Beatty. Matt Beatty? Matt Beatty? Uh, uh, Beatty, I think. Matt Beatty. Yeah. Uh, they traded for Matt Beatty. Uh, he's a left-handed bat. But he's more along the lines of the players that they keep stacking sort of one specific thing they do well, not well-rounded. So, you know, that they had the, the dance with uh, Brett wisely. He's, he's up the, the night of the, or the day of the opener. And then the next day he's down. And so it's just this dance that reminded me again, you, you know, you had sort of said, you know, 2022 part do, but <laughs> maybe it's not, maybe it just feels that way because of the way that we came into the season. I, I was just, not that I was frustrated because it's fresh. It's new. I was just like, gosh, this sounds, this feels a little bit deja vu-ish to me. And last year was fine. Like they were fine. They were just, a, they were like the definition of fine when it came to baseball. But immediately when our prospects are like, the season is new you know, we're zero and zero, you know, it's fresh. And then we go, Oh yeah, this is Connor Joe. And this is, uh, who is that guy that they had, uh, Joe something or other. And just these random people who don't stick around for very long. And we thought it was going to be a little bit different this year and maybe it will be, but that's what the beginning of the season felt like to me. 
Yeah, and and I totally get you, and that set a lot of people off. Um, you know, the Twitter was ablaze that morning when they found out that Beatty was now a San Francisco Giant on the twenty six man roster. Uh, Matt Wisely was going to be there. Uh, his family uh, heard he was going to be there. Then they found out he wasn't, so he left. Uh, and then then and then they found out he was, and it's too late for them to get there. That that whole thing was just kind of a mess. Um, but, but the way I look at it this time was, okay, that was a purpose pickup, um, Kapler, uh, Farhan, both very familiar with him from their time with the Dodgers and his time with the Dodgers. And we know right now our backup at first base was going to be, uh, Jock Peterson. So, so it was one of those situations where like, if you want to keep Jock off of the field, and you want to keep them solely at DH, here's how you do it. Yeah. And so they kind of have to explore that option. So it's the back end of the 26-man rotation. They're not picking him up, and then he's starting every game. It's not like they went into the, the season without a first baseman. Lamont Wade Jr. struggling a little bit off the bat, but playing good defense. So, so you know, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, but, but I, you know, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a little bit of a tough one because it was kind of a, oh, here we go again. But things have settled down, calmed down a little bit. The first two games or a couple of moves. Um, I Does he make another move? I mean, jo- Joey Bart, you kind of had to make that move because it's back strain. So Jelly comes up. That That's just a normal move. Um, you know, is Jelly going to be sticking around for a little bit? It's possible because now they're going to be going into a stretch where they're going to be playing a lot of games in a row. Um, you know, Jelly didn't look too fantastic yesterday, but uh, that being said, they need the arms and they need the arms that that can uh, lengthen times between starters to back into the bullpen, and that's what Junis and Jelly do. Uh, ooh, that's a good podcast, man. Junis, Junis and, and Jelly. Like Junis that. and Jelly in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a morning crew. There we go. A morning crew. Junis and Jelly. Um, so yeah, I I get what you're saying, and and I'd love to keep track of the moves this year. I'm kind of curious how many they make versus last year, and I'm sure we're going to hear about it. Uh, Grant Brisby has a, a, a an infatuation with that, which I love. Um, of how many moves the Giants make each <laughs> season, so that's always fun to follow, and I'm sure he's going to be kind of following up on that during the season yeah some of it may have also been i just wasn't home you know i was home for the one game and then i was on a little bit of a road trip for the weekend so but now i'm home and and was able to watch the second half of today's game while i was working so that was that was fun yeah yeah. and we got more day baseball for the rest of the week pretty Mm -hmm. much right yeah, nine games in a row, and we're four games into it, so we have five more games of, of day baseball. But that's okay, because I work from home Wednesday and Thursday, so I'm very happy about that. We have Tuesday off tomorrow. I'm at work. Um, it was Because I had the game on on my phone while I'm working, and so it's kind of hard because I'm running back and forth. Priority number one is my job, right? Yes. Just in case the boss is listening. Yes. Um, and and so, you know, home runs are happening and I'm, you know, trying to do some video editing and I'm looking over and I'm, I'm kind of checking it out. So Wednesday and Thursday being at home and being able to have it on the big screen and loud so I can hear it will be uh, extra nice. So looking forward to that. But then I'm at, I'm at work for the home opener, which is kind of a bummer. But. Yeah, that's, I, I was trying to figure out, could I get there? I probably could. 
but I probably shouldn't. It's like one of those where I could probably yeah. go and I could make up the time. I wouldn't even have to take day off. I would just make up the time later, but then it kind of throws everything else off. It's like, nah, I think I'll stay home, but I, I am going to go to a few games, hopefully earlier uh, in the season, the soon, soon enough. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the player of the week. So we're bringing it back. Now, we need. We really need to get people to vote for this thing. Yeah, I saw the the lower than I expected votes, number of votes, and so uh, here's a call for folks to uh, vote in this poll so that uh, we can get uh, some some good numbers. And uh, I will leave it to Brad. He can. He had three. Did you have three people? I have three people. Yeah, I always try to pick three people. I tried to do four once before, and it didn't work out too well. Uh, too many choices. Can't have too many choices. Like when and you it, go into Total Wine and you're staring at the bourbon wall. <laughs> I can, I'll stand there for 20 minutes just going, uh, I gotta <laughs> pick one? How am I going to pick one? So, so anyway, so we, we started off with B. Craw as one of our picks. Uh, that was my pick, by the way. Yeah, as we know, he had a fantastic uh, Saturday. Uh, didn't have, you know, didn't have a great uh, Thursday. Didn't have a great Sunday. Nobody did on the Giants. Um, and, and again, just remember, this does not include today's game. Yeah, this, today's this, this first series. Yeah, today's game will be included in next Monday's poll. So watch for that. Um, B. Craw had a three ninety one WOBA in three games. Remember, this is just three games. Uh, one home run, two runs, three ribs, and a stolen base, an old man stolen base, yeah. which we always like to see. Uh, threw Logan Webb in there. Um, of the pitching starters, he pretty much had the best start. Although, you know, you could you could argue um, also that uh, Cobb had a pretty good start. It was a good start. It, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't Logan Webb because Logan Webb threw six innings, struck out 12, uh, he gave up four hits, but two of them were bombs. And so he oh, did give up the four earned runs. Yeah. And then uh, judge took him deep in the first uh, swing that he took of the season, which was rough to watch. You had one um, job to do here. Logan Webb. That was <laughs> it, man. Dude in the park. Jeez. Yes. But you know what? He homered twice against us this weekend and they were both solo shots. So that's can handle that. Um, and then I put Jock up there as well. 340 Wobo. He had that home run that kind of kicked off the seven-run rally, um, uh, seven-run uh, score scoring streak, should I say. I shouldn't say rally because that makes it sound like it was in one inning, but uh, kicked off the scoring for the Giants on the season. That was the first run of the season as well, first RBI and run. Um, so uh, Jock Peterson, a home run, two runs, one rib and two walks. And I threw that in there because Jock Peterson is not a walk machine. So the fact that he had two walks in three games was really nice to see. Uh, and, and then the coming in third place was Jock Peterson coming in second place, Brandon Crawford, 42% of the vote. And then 50% of the vote, Logan Webb. Uh, and he was actually my pick. I picked him just, just because I like the way he kind of set the tone for the pitching staff in the first game of the season. I thought that was huge. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing his second start on Wednesday, see how things go. The thing I liked about that start, and I think most people probably did, his ability to 
not only get to two strikes, but to get to two strikes and then go for the kill. Yeah. Now the this yeah. umpire, uh, my dad sent me a text and he's like, "Yeah, this umpire's sitting a little far on the inside corner." And he really wanted to see that inside corner well, which meant he didn't see the outside corner as well. So both pitchers were getting, you know, a good half an inch off the corner to the outside. Logan Webb saw that, used it, and uh, so did Garrett Cole. He used it as well. Uh, But I just like the fact that, you know, we've seen Logan pitch a lot. And maybe the best game that we've ever seen him throw was that playoff start against the Dodgers where he was yeah. just like attacking those guys. And that's what it felt like. Now he did give up the two big flies that uh, the judge pitch was uh, a bit of a mistake location error. I think he wanted to throw it in a certain spot and it, it just didn't go to where he wanted it. So in most parks, I think he lives with that just in this park. What wasn't great. Uh, the the you know especially when you have King Kong and Godzilla both in the same lineup. <laughs> uh, gosh, just those guys back to back. And and Stanton, yeah. I know Stanton's yeah. kind of had some off years uh, of late, but jeez, yesterday, jeez. Yeah. But he could. I mean, he's one of those guys. He he can have an off year, and then next year he can hit forty home runs. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just he's got that much power, and he's that talented. So yeah. Yeah, so good to see Logan. He, you know, you can see it. He he sees himself as the ace. He wants to be the best pitcher in the staff. He wants to be, you know, he's also, you know, that they could buy out some of these years left on his deal and he could get a pretty hefty raise here, uh, yeah. you know, to as the, the young star of the team. Now, you know, outside of Tim Lincecum, there's not very many, pitchers who are actually the stars of the team but right now i think he kind of is and they treat him like that so it's it'll be good to see if the giants figure out a way to buy out those years and have him make a little bit of cash here well the other thing too is our you know we 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 keep talking about that this season of course we're going to but you know farhan's uh option he was was picked up for one more year so this is technically his last year now uh or no wait so it would be sorry got one more the the year after after would be so they picked up the year after that um so do we have time to find out if farhan is going to treat homegrown pitchers differently when it comes to contracts and contract negotiations and and length of deals given out um i'd like to find out Uh, i'd like farhan to be around for a while i know there's a lot of people that don't um, but I, I still like his style. I still like what he builds. Um, I'm still, I know it's been a little while, but I'm still, I still want to see what he can do. Um, you know, with a team that can lead the majors again in home runs. Uh, I want to see what he can do at the trade deadline with a team that is, you know, fighting, for a division lead uh, in the National League West. Uh, So I want to see that again. We've only seen that one time, and it was uh, the year after COVID. So things were still a little weird with contracts and with, uh, you know, with with dealings around the trade deadline. So it's going to be exciting. That's something I want to see, and I'm I'm hoping it's this year. I know I said a 94 win team, but I'm still kind of sticking by that 94 win team. Um, 
we saw what this team did today. We saw what this team did to the Yankees on Saturday. Uh, put them in the right situation, and these guys can mash. I mean, they can hit the ball, and they get to hit the ball hard. Uh, they've gone through – some of these guys have gone through the giant system. They know what it takes. Uh, they know that you need to play multiple positions with the San Francisco Giants. You can't just be a, you know, I'm a first baseman. That's what I do. No, you, you've got to play two or three positions. Um, what if your name is so, Matt Beatty? If your name is Matt Beatty, there's a good chance you've got about 10 games left. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're on the back end of the 26-man roster, and uh, you're you're not a, a Giants a true Giants minor leaguer. There's a chance you're kind of just on borrowed time. Yeah, you kind of have to hit like five jacks in the next ten games to stick around. Yeah, you got to yeah you got to you got to stick around. Yeah. All right. So uh, I was looking at Logan Webb's numbers as first contracts for this year. He's at four point six. They avoided arbitration. Uh, 24 and 25 will also be RB years. And then in 26 is when he will be a free agent, you know, at $4.6 million, he's an absolute bargain. Last year, he was 730,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, and you know, uh, upwards of 10 million and 15 million. I think he's still very valuable, but you're right getting up to the 20 and 25, but I think it's more about the, the length for pitchers. Yeah. Right? I think Farhan will spend the yearly rate on the pitchers, but he just doesn't want to go super deep, you know, six year deal or whatever, because he knows that the end of that deal is not going to be great. So I don't think, I don't think the giants will have an issue with paying Logan Webb what he's worth. It's just how long do they want to extend him for? That is right. going to be the question. Yeah. All right. So oh, going going back to Sean Manea too, I had looked that up. So he's today was the 160th career game for him to have pitched in, and today was only the fourth relief appearance he's ever made. So I give, I give him a little bit of a break. yeah. Oh, it's so early in the season. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just you know just as a if you were his teammate and you have a seven to zero lead, <laughs> what are you telling him? Let them hit the, like throw strikes. Yeah, like let, let yeah, them, the like, we got a lead. Here. We're ready. You know? Yeah. You don't, need to, you don't need to go corner, corner and, and maybe miss here and there. The worst thing you can do is actually put runners on. So that was yeah. just like sort of my instinct is if I was playing behind him, so like, dude, like attack the zone. Like we got yeah. seven runs, you know? And we talk about opening day jitters and it was his opening day. So, yeah. you know, he's li li a little erratic, um, a little Camilo Duvall. <laughs> and that's it. I really want to see Duvall get back out there. Hopefully Wednesday, we got like a three, two lead and he yeah. can come in and shut the door. Cause when he came in on Saturday, I was thinking it would be so nice right now just to have a one, two, three, just, you know, no stress, no stress, ninth inning. It did not happen. I stressed. My heart rate went up. I was still not feeling 100%, 100% well. That did not help. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. See, the, the Giants uh, made you even more sick than you were. They, exactly. You, Especially you, on Thursday, they did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 
This segment, the what are we drinking segment, is going to be very short because um, <laughs> one of us is is rehydrating his yes. body and, and making sure that he uh, gets healthy and better. And so I am drinking uh, a drink that my wife, I don't, I don't remember how she found it, but one day she was just like, hey, can you go buy a gin at the grocery store? And I was like, oh, gin? We went on a gin tasting right before the pandemic. Ooh. That was really fun. But then since the since then, like we ne- we don't really drink gin. So she's like, I found this drink and it's really low carb and it's just, you know, lemon and seltzer water and gin. It is called a gin Ricky. I don't know nice. where the I don't know where Ricky. I just assumed it was Ricky Henderson, maybe. <laughs> um and, you gotta and, drink it fast. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. So I think it's a, a shot of gin. It is seltzer water. It is lemon. So it is very simple, but you don't have to. You don't have to worry about sugars and bitters and carbs and 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 stuff if you don't want them. So that's what I am drinking today for this podcast. I'm I'm looking up the gin Ricky right now. The classic Ricky is a traditional highball drink. Primarily refers to the glass it is served in, which is a tall, slender glass, which you've got. Earliest records of the Ricky date back to the 1880s, where George A. Williamson, a bartender in Washington, D.C., first crafted the drink. So look at that. That's an old drink. There we go. I like that. I, I'm just having in my chewy mug, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm just having a, a decaf. We bought these little decaf uh, pods. Uh, online and they're from a company called mods Hmm. and this is the i think this is a sweet salted caramel but it's just a hint uh, because i don't like flavored coffee yeah and these just have a hint so it's really nice um and uh and that's what i'm having because i'm trying to get on i'm trying to get the gut back on the right ship because you know you and i are healthy dudes so when our gut is not quite right and we don't think we've got the right, you know, microbiome going on in there. <laughs> we kind of take a step back and we're like, we got to get back on track, man. So that that's what I'm working on. But yeah, you, you had mentioned you're like, you lost like, I don't know, like 5% Seven, of your whole body weight pounds. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I went from, <laughs> I went from, uh, one, I, I think I was 152. Uh, one day, and then I weighed myself one morning, uh, Saturday morning, I was 145. Wow. I was like, holy moly, I just lost seven pounds. <laughs> it's crazy. So don't, and then you go, I need that diet. Oh, <laughs> you don't want that one, man. Find another one. <laughs> uh, by the way, shout out to, to Big Leo 415. He is, uh, he nice. checked in with us uh, on YouTube. And like I said, I, I'm I'm ready for for Leo whenever he needs me to. We we can uh, I'll come on his show and uh, then he he can also come on one of ours. So that is out there. All right, so let's uh, finish up here and uh, wanted to go over the new rule. So like I mentioned, Jeff Passan, he tweeted out earlier this morning. Uh, he tweeted out some comparisons to 2022. And through almost the same amount of games, uh, he said the time of the game in 2022 for the first 49 games of the season was three hours and nine minutes. And with the pitch clock this year, so far, 2023, 50 games, 
The average time of game is two hours and 38 minutes. So we are shaving a half an hour off. And my question to you is, and this is going back to you saying that the 10 seconds seems a little quick, especially when you think about postseason moments. If you change the pitch clock from 10 to 15 seconds, what do you think? It adds maybe 10 10 minutes a game. So instead of... 238 maybe we're closer to 250 that's still well, it's it's at 20 and 15 right now right i thought it's so 10. it's i thought it was no 10. It's, tw- it's 20 and 15 okay okay well by the time the pitcher gets the ball so if you've got nobody on and the pitcher gets the ball and it touches his glove and then he turns around and starts scratching in the dirt it starts at 15 the second got he it, touches got his it. glove so he's stretching he's you know he's scratching around he's doing, doing his thing getting set looks up at the catcher you're already at like 11 10 seconds and then a second later the uh the batter has to eye you you know catch your eyes and be ready so that just seems a little quick i would go and it's not much i would add three seconds on both of those Mm -hmm. so 23 if you've got a runner on 18 if you've got nobody on, because I, I think that gives you that's an extra three seconds, gives you that little bit of time to just get the ball back, take a breath and then kind of scratch around in the dirt, get the mound ready, do everything, look up. And now you're closer to about 12 seconds, mm-hmm. which feels a little better to me. That That's just what I would do. Yeah, maybe it's going to add a couple minutes to the game. Maybe it's going to add 10 minutes to the game, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. I think, I think, I think as long is- as we're sub three hours i think that is a absolute great change for the game yeah yeah for sure and and so and and i do like i like the 20 and 15 absolutely love all of that um i love the shorter games i think there was opening night uh where i was pretty sick and i was like oh, i gotta go to bed um it was there were two games that started at 705 and 707 by 931 they were both done like the A's game, the A's and, and uh, Angels game ended. So I'm like, well, I'll flip over to the uh, the Guardians and the and the Mariners who just opened up tonight. That game was over. <laughs> I mean, it had op- it had ended 15 minutes earlier. And I was like, what is it? Okay, I get the faster games, and that's fantastic. But I also love watching a game and having sometimes these varying times of when they end. So because if you're a soccer fan and you watch the Premier League, or any other league for that matter, a lot of Premier League games start at the same time on Saturday mornings here in the U.S. for us, 4.30, uh, usually uh, 7 o'clock. So at 9 o'clock, you know that when those games start at 7, at 9 o'clock, within five minutes of that time, there could be three or four games all ending within a five-minute time span. So that's a lot of endings to games you're not going to catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what I'm missing with that right now is this game's over. I'm going to switch to this game and it still has two innings left. Okay, right. cool. I got to watch the last two innings. Not getting that right now. Right, right, right. Um, all right. So the next number here from, from Jeff Passan is the batting numbers. 2022. The average for the 49 games was a 230 average, 308 on base, 374 slugging. 
2023, 245 average, 323 on base, 392 slugging. So some of that has to do with the lack of shift. And that makes sense because the batting average is up a little higher than the slugging is. So that just probably means more singles. But I think that also has something to do with the pitchers not being able to rest as much between pitches, maybe a little zip off the fastball a little bit that helps the batters as well. And I wonder how much of that as the season goes, you know, everyone's arm is fresh right now or as fresh as can be as season goes on. Not everyone is going to be as fresh. And I wonder if you're, if we're going to see, pitchers just kind of shut down for like two weeks because they're a little famished and you kind of want them to just reload and rest. And then you see, you know, they bring in some fresh arms to kind of, you know, shut some, I wonder if we're going to see any of that because we keep hearing that, you know, the, the, these guys who throw so hard, they're the longest between pitches like Camilo Duvall, 22 mm-hmm. seconds or whatever. And if he, and if we're rushing him, you know, five or six seconds more, how how many pitches less is that where he has top level velocity? Like that's going to be an interesting thing to study. And you had mentioned to me earlier today that you were uh, listening to, you know, Saris's podcast, and I'm like, mm, that's a guy who's going to have that number for us at some point. Oh yeah, he's going to let us know, you know, how long until. Uh, who's the guy that's that that th- that hit 105 the other day? Uh, Jordan, uh, something or other. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the name, but I know who you're talking about. And, right. and Camilo Duvall didn't hit 100 miles an hour on his fastball the other night. Yeah, you know, and but first outing of the season, you know, didn't get a full camp with the Giants because he was in the WBC. But yeah, it's I I wonder too. Thinking of that, are we going to start seeing? And for fantasy value for us guys who, you know, punt saves when it comes to the draft, are we going to see more two-headed save monster bullpens? Mm-hmm. And were the Giants thinking about that when they saw Taylor, Taylor Rogers, Rogers yeah. and said, "We, you know, we That's need to point. grab him because we need two closers because we're going to have two nights in a row where Camilo Duvall is having to work super quick and throw a lot of not necessarily not necessarily a lot of pitches, but has to throw super quick." and is taxed and is kind of out of breath, a little bit tired after two nights. And then you get Taylor Rogers throwing. So, so you might see a little bit more uh, evenness of saves and not, not, you know, 40 save guys so much anymore. You might see more like a, you know, 30 saves and 15 saves and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of break it out a little bit more. And I could see that because I was, (laughs) I was honestly just out of breath watching that ninth inning for Duvall. Um, (laughs) And and that's why I want him to get back out there. I want to see what he can do, uh, just nice and calm, and get out there and beat the pitch clock, and not have to worry about that. And I'm sure that's something in bullpen sessions they're going to have to start yeah. working on too with him. All right, the one change that is like the steroid era of stolen bases <laughs> <laughs> through 2022 success rate 29. Uh, 43 attempts, 29 successful stolen bases, so a 67.4% steal rate. In 2023, 70 of 84, 83.3% steal rate. 
So here's my question. Now, I, I kind of know your answer because you love stolen bases. Love and it. it's, yes. it's part of what you liked as a baseball player. But did the double change of A, the larger bases, and B, the kind of gimmicking the throwovers, has it created too much opportunity for steals? Because now, and this is, this is going to happen when we get to the eighth or ninth inning, you have these relievers who aren't really used to holding on runners anyway. And we're giving these, these, uh, and, and maybe the, the, the pinch runner is, is going to become a supreme value for some of these teams, but a single or a walk is a double in the ninth inning, I think, yeah. you know? And so that's something that I think we're also going to need to steady. Did we do too much too soon? I guess is my question. You know, I thought about that, and I really want to see what I'd love to see is a stat on how many stolen bases or stolen base attempts, for that matter, have happened this season after a second throwover. Because if it's like two percent, three percent, yeah, not that big of a deal, uh, you know, because guys are stealing bags earlier. I think the one thing they didn't necessarily, if I had to take one of those two rule changes away, I would take away, believe it or not, the bigger bases go back to the regular bases that you had before so i um, read something mm-hmm. where the early idea was let's let's do this for safety i think you even said this last week that's what they keep talking about it's it's, it's, it's about the safety and theo epstein was the one who said oh steals are just going to be insane and so he predicted, and because they weren't thinking of it that way, they were thinking of it from the safety reason rather right. than from the stolen base reason. And Theo was like, "Oh, the stolen bases are going through the roof." So yeah, you know, he's he he's a smart guy, uh, but he was the one who was telling people like, "No, they're going to utilize this as a weapon," and and so. You know, I they they probably don't change it back just because they can at least say it's for safety. But yeah, like it's it's a weapon now. It it's back to um, you know, the nineteen uh nineteen eighty seven or nineteen eighty five St. Louis Cardinals, man. You, you walk any one of their first three hitters and they're sitting on second base like before you even know it. Well, I'm I'm looking it's funny, I I'm looking at my fantasy team and it was you know how it is in fantasy and we're we're going to talk about fantasy this year because if you're a baseball fan, you're probably playing fantasy baseball. Yeah. It's just kind of how it works. If you're a baseball fan, you like numbers and stats and rotisserie and all that stuff. You're a nerd just like us. That's just kind of the way. <laughs> um, I'm looking at my team and it's always hard to get steals every year. Yeah. I've got one, two, three, four, five, five guys in my lineup right now with, with, uh, two or more stolen bases already like four games into the season, five games in the season. I had two more stolen bases tonight from one from Acuna junior and one from Cedric Mullins. It's just insane watching the numbers. Um, and I would, and the rule I would keep is the limited pickoffs, even though I don't like that rule. I really mm-hmm. don't like it because baseball's always been one of those games where you can kind of do what you want. And it's cat and mouse. It's a chess match. Um, You're super fast, Ricky Henderson. We're going to try to keep you on. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to keep you honest. 
Well, now if you're limited to how you can keep it honest, but you're not limited to how many stolen base attempts Ricky Henderson can make, then you've all of a sudden created Ricky Henderson, the monster who's going to steal 200 bases in a season, 250 to 300 bases in a season, because he knows exactly what to do. So if you're, if you're telegraphing moves, it kind of makes it easy for something to happen. And I don't like when, I don't like when our sport does something like that. Um, The shift, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Yeah. you're saying you can't put three players over the, but you also at the play and aren't saying, well, then I'm just going to hit it here. Nobody could do that. I mean, you can't just hit the ball where you want to hit the ball. It doesn't happen that way because the pitcher can pitch you away. If you want to pull the ball and the pitcher can pitch you away, you're not going to pull the ball. Yeah, Um, ground out. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why I would keep, if I had to keep one rule, I would keep that one and ditch the bigger bases. Um, either way, I'm super happy stolen bases are back. I'm kind of turning my head to the fact of how they got here. Uh, um, I want to see, uh, I want to see it not turn into a situation where it's like, oh, this guy got a single. It's an automatic double now. Because when we were kids, there were only certain guys that got on base that were an automatic double. I don't need it to be the entire league to <laughs> yeah. say, oh, uh, Jock Peterson just hit a single. Automatic double. No, that's that's not the case. That's Jock Peterson. He's not a base stealer, uh, which I don't think he's stolen a base yet this season. But I'm just saying I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see the extreme. So that's why I think – putting those two rules in there at the same time, maybe one. Um, then if a guy shreds his ankle, we can go, ah, let's get bigger bases next year. But I you know, a guy twists his ankle on any base any year and it's going to happen this year. And and, and everybody's going to scream, well, we got bigger bases. What happened? Or there was a collision. We got bigger bases. What happened? So, and then the one pitch clock violation, obviously there's no pitch clock last year. There are 0.8, infractions or violations per game so that's not much that's that's not not much much. and hopefully as the season goes by we're getting under 0.5 like that's my yeah my hope is that it almost it almost no it almost never happens and so we don't even think about it that's my hope yeah exactly it's going to be talked about a ton when the playoffs come around i mean it's just going to be talked about to death when the playoffs come around but that's fine because it, it's part of the game and it's here to stay. Again, just b- bump three seconds on each of those. Uh, add three seconds to each of those, and you're not going to get you know three and a half hour games again. Um, again, nationally televised games though, those Fox games, they were over three hours. And you want to talk about why? And that's because of commercials. So that's always going to be there in those nationally. So so when you get when we get to the playoffs and you get playoff games, you're going to get longer games. That's just the way it's going to be. All right. Last segment here. Uh, you, you affectionately called it overreaction Monday. And so if uh, we look at the first three games, we're each going to pick like one overreaction, the smallest of small sample sizes that we saw during those first three games. And I actually want to go first because yeah, go for it in our discord. Um, Matthew from, from giant cocktails. He was talking about 
the, the strikeouts, the number of strikeouts the Giants had, 41 strikeouts in three games versus the Yankees. And they even mentioned that on the broadcast today. Uh, I forget if Cooper, uh, Kuiper or Kruko was saying that Kapler told the team, we, we really need to grind on these at-bats. We need to you know, extend these counts, get the counts to our favor. And that's how we kind of get back in the groove because, and and so that I I was glad to hear that. But when I was, and I only really watched the first game, I was following the other two games uh, via box scores and via the app that you told me about sports alerts, where they kind of give you the play by play to your phone on your home screen. So that's how I was following as well. And the thing that I kind of thought about was obviously with no shift, you can hit singles again and it's not the, you know, swing out of your shoes or bust mentality as much anymore. And I felt like the giants offense and strategy was still swing out of your shoes mentality. And so that's where a lot of those strikeouts were coming is just, you know, we're, we're trying, we're trying <laughs> You know, we're looking at that short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium, and, and it's looking it's looking salivating, and then we're just striking out a bunch. Because on Sunday, like, the Yankees threw a guy who, like, Deddy never started before in a game or whatever, and the Giants are still swinging from their shoes and striking out. Yeah. So that was my thing was, you know, okay, we have – it's 2023. These rules are in place so that – we don't have to only swing this way. Like, you know, Jock is going to swing this way because that's Jock. But, you know, we have other hitters who are really good, smart hitters. Conforto, I was glad to see Conforto go deep today. Um, and, and guys like B-Craw. Like, you know, B-Craw can be all or nothing sometimes. But, you know, he also can can get hot and, and, and just finds holes. And uh, it just seems like the mentality is still all or nothing when I'm like, guys, they can't, like – they can't take away your your ground ball into right field anymore. Like, let's do a little bit of that. So that was my overreaction to the first three games was, you know, just the strategy piece of the offense. So my – and that's a good overreaction because I that's <laughs> – that's one of my three overreactions, but I'm just going to go with one of them. <laughs> and, and that's and – that's, was Ross Stripling – necessary <laughs> and then it get total, total total overreaction <laughs> because we are we are one start into ross stripling's career with the giants but if you look at the spring numbers do and and again do spring numbers matter sure sometimes 23 innings pitched 40 hits 19 runs all of them earned Four home runs, 18 strikeouts, but only one walk in those 23 innings. Okay. Then he comes in in his first start. We have a chance to take the series from, from the Yankees in New York, opening weekend series. We have that shot. And he decides, not today. I'm going to give up some home runs. <laughs> I'm going to make the I'm going to make the Giants offense work for this. Yeah. You know, the Giants offense that got shut out in game 1. I'm going to make them work for this. So he goes 5 innings, 6 hits, 4 earnings, 3 home runs, walks 2, strikes out 3. Was with 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 Sean Jelly 
I know Kyle Harrison's not there yet, but with Jacob Junis, was the Ross Stripling one and done one year with, with, with a second year option? Was that a necessary signing? And to get total overreaction, uh, we'll know more after like six or seven starts if if Ross Stripling was last year's Ross, Ross Stripling or was he 2020-2019 Ross Stripling with the 5 ERA, the 6 yeah. ERA. Yeah. Um, but, but again, total – again, just for fun, total overreaction – I would have been fine watching Jacob Junis make more starts, but we are one game into Ross Stripling's San Francisco Giants career. I think he and Manea were probably Desclafani and Wood insurance. True. And Desclafani looked really good today, right? He looked Fantastic. like the Desclafani of the first year when he was with the Giants rather than last year. Yeah. And what what is what's going on with Wood? Uh, as far as I know, he should be making a start. So so you know what? That's the other thing I was thinking too. And and Wood can be a long man also. Um, he could also be uh, the guy who comes in not not necessarily a long man, more of a, a, a modified middle reliever mm-hmm. because he is that guy that has the second that the third time through the lineup has a tough time right so right. he can be paired with a jelly he could be paired with uh a junis uh in his starts right um so i'm not i mean i know i said webb should be pitching on wednesday but i really don't know no, i think he is i think i, I think at okay. least he's scheduled to okay so maybe wood wasn't quite ready uh out of spring need a little extra time because we'll what, what happens good in spring. What happens is, and, and his strikeouts were up, is which, which is what we saw. What happens is, is if Desclafani and Wood are rock solid, then all of a sudden, one of Manea or Stripling becomes like your, uh, your wild card, your, uh, if we, you know, like I had mentioned, you know, if you want to miss a start and, and kind of, give everybody a, a day of rest, then you have this person who's just like a, a valuable starter in, in baseball. Now, I, what, I, what I also wonder is, is historically, I wonder how Ross Stripling's Aprils have been. And I don't know. I, we should, we should, I should have probably looked at this. But because of that arm slot, I imagine that that arm slot, that over the top, that, 12 to six arm slot could probably takes a little, a little while to, you know, to sort of uh, kind of for him to get that rhythm of of the consistency of that arm slot. So that, that's also my guess, again, not really a scientific understanding of, of how he throws historically, because I didn't really look up this information, but I just wonder if he's a guy who needs a few starts under his belt to get that arm slot going consistently. Yeah, and that and that is actually a, a really good point as well. And I'm looking here, April, in his career, uh, his and again we'll go with old time stats, but uh, in his career in April, his ERA. Oh, let's see. Well, can't find it. They're not going to make it easy on me. They're going to put every other stat up here except his ERA. 
yeah, of course. Not going to give me his ERA. All right. Oh, well. But but either way, I mean, that is a good point because, yeah, he he may need – and again, with a new club pitching his first game of the season in New York on a Sunday afternoon game, um, get him at home, get him in Oracle Park. It, it's going to be a different story. But but again, because I named the seg- segment overreaction, I had to find one that I looked at and was like, hmm, can't – did we need to make this signing um, and, and how can I overreact to it? And that's exactly how I could by looking at that first start and going, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, totally. It, it's, it's very understandable for us to be people who do podcasts about this team and watch them game by game, watch them probably too closely uh, from yeah. that perspective. And, you know, it's just, Something that uh, when you're as diehard of a fan as we are, you're going to overreact. This is kind of our job. This is kind of what we do yeah. on this podcast, how you create conversation. So, all right. Uh, Actually, I, think- I, I did I did find his April-March ERA, 3.98 okay. uh, historically, a win-loss record of 1-9. and nine. Again, that is a team, more of a team thing. Because yeah. with a 3.98 ERA, you're not usually going to be 1-9. and nine. Right, right, um, right. 122 innings in April and March in his career, uh, 112 strikeouts, 42 walks, 12 home runs. So the three home runs on the first day of the season, his first outing of the season, probably an anomaly. Um, We're going to see a much better Ross Stripling at home, uh, most likely uh, against the, uh, the Royals, right? Three, Three straight series against American, American teams. I'm not going to, never going to get used to this, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks for tuning in to everybody who watched uh, on the uh, YouTube stream. Uh, we will be back. I, at some point, I'm going to do a death lineup with Ben Cruz, one of my really good friends. Brian is in Spain. So nice. he's not going to be back until the weekend. So he will be back next week. But I, I still have to finish, uh, figure out the time with Ben because Ben just got back from a, a SoCal trip because Ben works for The Ringer and he was producing a lot of content relating to WrestleMania, which you actually watched a little bit of yesterday. I did, man. I had a good time. That was fun. <laughs> I didn't. I had to c- cut it off at a certain point because we ended up watching a movie last night. But I- I'm going to go back and try to watch the big match from last night because I yeah. heard it was pretty cool. So. Yeah. So, uh, but so so Ben is uh, trying to figure out. We'll figure out Ben's schedule and try to do a death lineup. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. The news today is he is supposed to come back. Sometime this week, I don't know if he's going to play, but he has supposedly been away from the team tending to his father who is ill, and that's why he was away. So uh, we will. I will do a, a BSPN News or two as well. So if you want to catch that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast version of this show on whatever podcast feed. I think I actually put us on Amazon Music as well. I figured nice. out a, they sent me an email and they're like, Hey, you're, you're not on Amazon music. Click this button and we'll put you there. And I was like, okay, I think so. I think <laughs> we're there as well. So Sweet. iTunes, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Apple music and, and everywhere else that you can find us. All right. So for Brad, I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Peace.
Is your check engine light on? Let our professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.